Hey girl, and welcome to the L Potential Podcast. If you've got big dreams but don't know where to start, then this is your cue to keep listening. You've got this inner voice inside of you that is telling you that you are meant for so much more. And you're not wrong. There are 7.8 billion people in the world, and you are not meant to play small, to stay small, or to stay stuck in your current environment. My name is Brittany Tibbetts, and I am so passionate about growth and expansion. I mean so passionate that I have teamed up with a group of powerhouse women, women of all different industries, who will share their steps, because there are no secrets, on what they did to break the barriers of their past environment so they could break the mold to happen to their potential and reach that next level. And we all want you to do the same. We're cheering for you. As women, we know that we propel further faster when we support each other. So if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and follow me on my Instagram at LPotential. Now let's pivot from our doubt and into our power by curating the lives of our dreams. You know you are meant for so much more. And your time is now. What? Like it's hard? Welcome back to another episode on the Owl Potential Podcast. Before we get into tonight's episode, I want to ask you all a question. Are we seeing the dismantling of the extreme boss babe, misindependent, take on the world, do it all yourself, hustle culture era for women? You may be thinking that's debatable and also sounds a little controversial. Allow me to introduce you to the lazy girl job era. And I'm sure that you've already heard of this viral term that has been trending all year. And that's because the lazy girl job is a newly coined concept that started emerging this past May, I think it was. And you may be wondering, what is this? And what is a lazy girl job? I'll be honest with you. When I first heard of this without understanding the meaning behind it, I jumped to my own conclusion of what this was, which I presumed was another controversial viral ideology being pressed across the female population. I was a bit offended that there was this trend out there disempowering women. I didn't lean into it or educate myself and quite honestly didn't care to know much more about it other than the conclusions that I immediately jumped on. So Let's take a closer look and lean into this now. What is the lazy girl job trend? I have finally decided that I wanted to educate myself on this because one, I keep hearing about it. Two, I really want to know, is this something negative for women or is it positive? And three, is this what women really want? So let's talk about where this term first came from. There was a TikTok video that went viral from the influencer. Her name is Gabrielle Judge. She sat in front of a camera and introduced the idea of the lazy girl job, defining it as a low-stress, fully remote job with little oversight and a good salary. The lazy girl hashtag on TikTok has more than 18 million views. This trend has since then paved the way for other women to follow suit. So I was looking online and in one video, a creator had said that there are a lot of jobs out there where you can make like 60 to 80K and not have to do much work while still being remote, defining it as something that you can just quit. So basically having no true commitment to the job at hand. An example of the lazy girl job roles that I think of is like a non-technical role where you don't have to worry about anything beyond the hours of operation at your workplace. You might still have questions and to better define the lazy girl job, it doesn't necessarily refer to a specific type of job or a specific career. It instead 
may be used to describe a job or profession that is perceived as requiring minimal effort or not as physically demanding or emotionally demanding towards the different tasks. I was reading an interview from Gabrielle Judge. She's the woman who originally came out on TikTok and coined this term. And she shared that it's basically a wake-up call. It is meant to help draw attention and to allow women to find greater work-life balance. It's a tongue-in-cheek phrase and ultimately a counter-argument against the American work culture that has always celebrated and glamorized long hours, high pressure, high demand, productivity, and she now wants to draw attention to creating a sustainable work-life balance that will promote overall well-being. I definitely attribute COVID and the pandemic as a wake-up call for how we all were going about living our lives and all of us trying to find better work-life balance because it almost shined a spotlight on all the things in our lives that were off balance and that we weren't prioritizing and forced us to be more family focused and be more focused on our home front. If you hire or manage teams, I think it is always a good idea to be aware of the different workforce trends that are out there. So going back to the pandemic, I know that you have heard of the Great Resignation. That was a widespread trend where there were a significant number of people in the workforce who were voluntarily leaving their jobs, and you could argue leaving their jobs in drones, and this all took place during the COVID-19 pandemic. And if you're not familiar what the Great Resignation is, it basically is characterized by a surge of resignations across the country and a shift in the traditional employer and employee working relationship. Because of this, we are seeing high resignation rates. Many industries, we saw that there was a lack of employees to work. And because of that, a lot of employers had to shift their hours of operations, which was crazy because previously, before the pandemic, we were basically living a life that was 24 hours around the clock. And then the other thing that we saw is that there was a rise in remote work, which shifted the dynamic of the working environment. And this is something that Lazy Girl Jobs highly value being able to work remote. Most people were feeling job dissatisfaction. The pandemic shined light and highlighted workplace issues. A lot of people were feeling burnt out. And because of this, it forced everyone to want to reevaluate their priorities and see, do they want to pursue a new opportunity, make a career change, move to a completely different industry in order to prioritize their well-being over a traditional career path? There also were a lot of people choosing to retire early. One big shift that has completely changed because of the pandemic is the power shift between the employer and the employee. Now it seems like the power is in the employees' hands and workers are becoming more selective before joining a new workplace because they want to make sure that their values align with that company. For workers or employees, the great resignation also was a demand for more flexibility and not being trapped or confined to working a crazy schedule that fosters burnout. And another workforce trend that I want to talk about tonight is quiet quitting. And if you're wondering what quiet quitting is, there has also been a lot of buzz about this in the aftermath of the pandemic. And if you don't know, it is basically a silent resignation. And it refers to when an employee disengages or becomes emotionally detached from their work without overtly expressing their dissatisfaction or an intention to leave. So it's not like a traditional resignation where an employee would formally submit notice. When you're a quiet quitter, you physically attend work, but you 
have less enthusiasm, and you contribute a lot less to the tasks and responsibilities. So key characteristics of a quiet quitter is somebody who reduces their engagement. They show a lack of enthusiasm, motivation, and commitment, and everything is done half-heartedly or maybe with no heart at all because they are putting in the most minimal effort. With that, it leads to decreased productivity and employees don't feel fully invested in their responsibilities. So because of that, they're not producing like they normally would. Additionally, if somebody is not invested or they're not engaged, then they are not socially interacting with fellow coworkers or colleagues or supervisors, and that can also become toxic for the workplace environment. You may also see increased absenteeism, resistance to change. And if you're wondering why would somebody who is a quiet quitter care if things are changing? Well, they resist new initiatives because they are reluctant to apply the effort to learn something new or to participate in new projects. They lack initiative, they have a negative attitude, and they avoid responsibility. I think this is incredibly toxic and unhealthy for the employee who's quiet quitting because they are not acknowledging that they are not happy. And by quiet quitting, they're permitting this dissatisfaction in their life and they're never going to feel happy. They're always going to feel dissatisfied. That's not how I could personally live my life. I feel like I need to wake up every day with purpose and intention and whatever it is that I'm investing myself in. I'm committed and I'm aligned with the values or the goals because that motivates me. So going back to the concept of the lazy girl job and this new trend that is out, it ultimately is a wake-up call. And it's not about women avoiding work, but it's rather them setting boundaries within their career. It's a movement away from the hustle culture that promotes work-life balance, better working hours, fair compensation, just anti-hustle. In my opinion... Where I'm at with this is I can't stand the coined term lazy girl job. I just think that's so disempowering and demotivating for women. I also, why do we have to label everything? I get that it's a movement demanding for better work-life balance. I think balance is one of the biggest challenges in life. We're all juggling a million things. And especially if you are working on just different pillars in your life and you are so goal-focused, it's really hard, let's just say if you're focused on something professionally and you're driving all of the action that's required to make something happen, then that throws something off in your personal life off balance. My biggest thing is what do women want? And I shared those statistics earlier from the recent Gallup study. Women are entering the workforce at historic levels following decades of decline. And so could it be that because of the rise of hybrid and remote jobs that this is now allowing women to be able to work who otherwise wouldn't be able to work? I think this will be interesting to look at. I want to share with you what women want. This is from the Gallup study that I keep referencing. And here are the top reasons or the top things that women are looking for before accepting a new position. 69% of women say that they are looking for greater work-life balance and better personal well-being. 62% of women are looking for something that allows them to do what they do best. 59% of women are looking for something that would significantly increase their income or improve their benefit package. 58% of women are looking for greater stability and job security. And 49% of women are looking for an organization that is diverse and inclusive of all types of people. Now, on the other side, for men, here's what men are prioritizing. So 59% of men are looking for something that significantly increases their income or improves their benefit package. 58% are looking for greater work-life balance and better personal well-being. 
54% are looking for greater stability and job security. 52% are looking for something that allows them to do what they do best. And 33% of them are looking for an organization that has a great reputation or brands. So these were the top things that men and women are prioritizing when it comes to deciding to take on a different job or a different role within a different organization. I usually think of well-being as something that's linked to greater autonomy, flexibility, things that will promote your lifestyle, right? But the Gallup research study that I shared actually found that better well-being means that unfairness at work, unmanageable workloads, and unclear communication are the primary drivers of burnout. I guess you could say that if you don't have those in your life or in your environment, then of course it's going to promote better well-being. All of those things that I just mentioned are attributes to the lazy girl job trend. Anyways, I think this is a good point to leave off on. And with the whole lazy girl job era and Maybe we are seeing the end of the hustle, boss babe, do-it-all-yourself era that I originally started the episode with. So we'll see. This renaissance may likely redefine what a good job means in the future. Going back to what I mentioned earlier about how it is always a good idea to understand the different workforce trends that are out there, I believe it's crucial to know these so you remain competitive, you attract top talent, and you know how to navigate the changing nature of the workforce. If you liked the episode today, make sure you leave a review. I would greatly appreciate that on the Apple Podcast app. And I look forward to talking with you all next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're enjoying the podcast like I am and love meeting different powerhouse women of all different industries, leave a review, share each episode with your friends. It only helps put us on the map. We know that as women, we propel further faster when we collaborate. And you have this voice inside of you that has been telling you that you're meant for so much more. You know it. I know it. Your time is now. What? Like it's hard? 